Jim? Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Sydney Powell just came on. We want to go to her. But what, what you have to understand that that's that's called Jewish guilt. Um, <laughs> it's just part of the makeup. You have to under. He, he didn't really mean it. <laughs> Well, 10,000 people didn't know that and contacted me. <laughs> um, at, at this time, we are so honored to have with us at, at a very critical juncture, um, Sydney Powell, uh, just a renowned uh, attorney. Um, she represented Michael Flynn, who was with us a couple of weeks back, and she's representing um, do, uh, a lot of cases uh, on this election integrity, exposing the election fraud so that uh, we can reestablish President Trump as the legitimate winner of the elections and our next president for four years. Uh, Sydney, thank you so much for joining us. Are you able to speak uh, from where you're at? If you can unmute. Rod, do you know if she's available? Can you hear me now? Yes, yes perfect. Yes, we can. Okay, great. Yes, sorry, I unmuted once and had to do it again just getting used to this technology, but thank you for having me on. Thank you for your prayers and support. We've, our team, whole team feels it. We have had information come at us from multiple different directions. I, I can see God's hand in sending us things we need when we need it. And it's been a, a huge honor to work on this project. We must get to the truth of this election the american people are entitled to and are starved for the truth the the bottom line question i always ask is why is it so hard to look into the machines there shouldn't even be an issue about that federal law requires people to keep all election information for 22 months under penalty of a, of a criminal prosecution with up to a year in prison and a fine. Well, that's because our elections are supposed to be transparent. This is one country in the world where we're supposed to be able to count on one person, one vote. And what we've gotten this year, we've finally seen it in real time, is an algorithm being run to shave a substantial portion of the votes so that Mr. Biden got 1.26 in many places and a Trump vote was weighted 0.74. That's absolutely outrageous. It's supposed to be one person, one vote. There should be no fractions of any votes calculated anywhere. But we're getting more and more information that the algorithm ran in lots of places, including in the red states and against red counties. And that's probably what they ran in 2016 that left Hillary Clinton with the popular vote total being higher than Trump's. That's the only thing that explains that, frankly. And it explains a lot of other things, too. And then there are particular places where so many Trump people poured out to vote on Election Day, which is what we all encouraged them to do, to wait for Election Day and vote in person to make sure their vote got counted, that they broke the algorithm in all the swing states that they had pre-calculated based on the pre-election voting. And, and that's why the voting had to count, stop counting in multiple states that night when we saw it all happen. And then suddenly, you know, Biden votes appear. Well, we've now traced some of the injected fake ballots to a mail facility in New York that isn't even authorized to take mail. It takes freight. And, and there's 
several hundred thousands of ballots, we have information and evidence now was put through that mail facility, and that's how it was injected into the system to then get to different states like Pennsylvania, where all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of votes manifested themselves after counting had supposedly stopped. Sydney? Yes. Can you hear us? Did I lose you? Yeah, no, you're fine. Go ahead. Okay. So we've seen every manner and means of fraud that anybody can imagine, but it's the machine fraud that I think is the absolute most insidious, that coupled with the fake ballots that they used to backfill uh, the vote count the night of the election that were shipped through our United States mail service, which is, by the way, a federal mail fraud crime, uh, because we know that hundreds of thousands of ballots were sent that way and they weren't franked. So that's that's a massive mail fraud offense in more ways than one. Okay. And of course, we're getting more evidence now, too, on the paper issues. Jovan Pulitzer is in Atlanta now. We've got more information coming out about the Internet connections that the Dominion machines had. We know that information was uploaded to them by thumb drives. That was impermissible. There should have been nothing changed on the machines from several days, maybe even 30 days. I can't remember the exact number before the election until after the votes were tallied and everything properly counted and accounted for. On the machine we got access to in Antrim County, Michigan, or the machines, I should say, they found a substantial flip rate of the votes. And even worse than that, the machines were calibrated to send the vast majority of votes into what's called an adjudication file that Dominion has on their machines that then allows an individual to decide where those votes go. Well, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of votes going in an adjudication file. I think in Fulton County, Georgia, they found that over 92% of the votes went into an adjudication file. That's hundreds of thousands of votes that were then all of a sudden, any number of them disappeared for Trump or uh, reappeared as if they were Biden votes to a substantial percentage. In fact, one number at one point was 186,000 votes all for Biden. We, th those are mathematical and statistical impossibilities. It's like flipping a coin the same time, and it's 186,000 times and it lands on heads every time. It does not happen. So there are all kinds of charts and mathematicians and statisticians who have looked at these things from every different angle, and there's no way that Donald Trump lost this election by any legitimate means. There are multiple means of fraud, but the two biggest are the false ballots that were fed into the machines after they stopped counting on election night in all the swing states and probably other states too, and then the embedded machine fraud, and that's why we want to audit the machines. Everyone who cares about fairness and integrity in this election or wants us to ever have another free and fair election, this must stop right now. It cannot continue past this election, or there will never be another free election. Okay, Sydney, uh, we have a couple questions. Um, um, we, we understand uh, how rampant the fraud is, but um, time does not seem to be on our side. Um, can you describe 
the January 6th joint session of Congress constitutionally, if these 11 to maybe a few more senators uh, go in on their petition uh, requesting a stay of, um, uh, of certifying the ele electoral college on January 6th and ask for 10 days to set up a council to review the fraud, uh, could you go over the, the constitutionality of that, what the vice president can do? Does he have an authority uh, presiding to stay um, the, the voting at that time? Yes, I think either he or the president, frankly, could stay the vote. And I think it should be mandatory that an independent forensic audit be conducted of a number of the Dominion voting machines and, frankly, other voting systems. It's not exclusive to Dominion. The DNA of the, of the code that can run the algorithms and, and accomplish the cheating exists in all the systems. So we don't know exactly how widespread it is. I think there should be a random sampling of at least a dozen different locations and big cities to check what's going on with the machines. For example, in Antrim County, we know that somebody destroyed the uh, adjudication file audit trail for the Dominion machines there. That, that's a violation of federal law in and of itself. Somebody should be prosecuted for that right now. And while I'm on the subject of prosecution, just let me say how appalled I am at our Department of Justice and FBI for not being all over this. They are obviously part of the problem. I have maintained for a long time that this software probably initiated with the CIA and our own government is implicated in a lot of the wrongdoing here, and that's why the cover-up is so massive, and there's so much resistance aside from the trillions of dollars of global wealth and all the corrupt dictators that have been installed around the world, people thinking they're actually voting for the person they want, and instead their vote is rigged by this kind of system. As far as your cases, um, do, you, do you have anything that's set to go before the Supreme Court in the next this couple of days? We saw uh, that Justice uh, Roberts, uh, uh, I think it was one of your cases, would not hear it until I think after um, the certification or after uh, inauguration day. Is there right? That's another uh, point of, of being uh, disgusted with our current system. We, we're really seeing institutional failure at every level of our government. It's it's terrifying, frankly, to have the Republic of the United States of America, the last great country in the free world, in this sort of position with a complete institutional failure. But the Supreme Court isn't even going to meet again until the 8th. And we have four cases pending there involving the states of Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, any three of which, if I recall correctly, are sufficient to flip the election. There are also a couple of Pennsylvania cases pending. Fraud was rampant in Pennsylvania. In fact, we know that several hundred thousand ballots were trucked there to backfill the night of the election. And of course, we've seen bins of them being unloaded from underneath the table in Fulton County, Georgia on video. So anybody that's saying there's no evidence is not looking at the evidence and is either willfully blind, corrupted by the Chinese Communist Party, blackmailed by the Chinese Communist Party, or has some kind of skeleton in their closet that somebody else is holding over them. There's no other logical, rational excuse for any intelligent person not to see the blatant fraud here. They took the two worst candidates in the history of the republic, probably, and crammed them up our nose with fraud.
so blatant that multiple mathematicians the night of the election saw it happening from all over the country. Um, if we can just walk through that plan uh, that uh, Ted Cruz is leading with the 11 or 12 senator, um, assuming the vice president or the president agrees to stay uh, the count on January 6th for 10 days. It's a not a mandatory commission. A commission is established. They come back and then what? They present it and there has to be uh, a vote be in the House and the Senate to override. Where does it go from there? Well, I have had my head down uh, working myself, and I can't say that I'm completely familiar with Senator Cruz's plan. Personally, I'm not in favor of some sort of political commission that goes in to look at that. We need computer and cyber experts. There is the evidence out there already that there was foreign interference in this election. And until credible, professional law enforcement, cybersecurity experts, military experts, a combination of the above, look at what happened in the Dominion machines and certifies that under penalty of perjury and produces the audit trails and all the paper and everything else. No one should be satisfied with the, the fraudulent result of the, of the, quote, Biden election, end quote. If there's nothing to hide, they should be hiding nothing. Uh, Jim, uh, you have a question? Yeah, I, I do, Sydney. Thank you for coming on with us and thank you for paying the price. None of us can probably imagine the price you are paying or standing for truth as you are. <clears throat> when Mario alluded to we're running out of time, uh, that's an understatement. We are out of time. We're three days away from a major event in D.C., as we know, 17 days away from a scheduled inauguration. Some of what you're describing that needs to happen sounds like it'd be court cases and forensic uh, work that would be in over the next two years to solve. We don't have that, at least not right now. So what are our options? What, in all the times that you or anybody else for this issue has taken something to court, has, has, has there ever been a court that has listened or have they rejected every case that's come before us? Have we had any wins in court uh, so far? No, they're throwing them all out on the DNC talking points of no standing, no matter who you are, or they're just sitting there like they are at the Supreme Court now, where we know our cases have standing because we represent electors in my four cases who have standing under the Constitution. They're named in the Constitution. They clearly have standing. But the district court poured us out on that in Georgia, and so did the courts in the other three states because that's the litany, the, the democratic machine or the establishment machine, whatever you call it, are pushing here. And, and like I said, the corruption is far wider and deeper than anyone of us would have ever imagined. It's really shocking to not have Article Three judges who are given lifetime tenure for this very reason stand up for the rule of law and the future of our republic. They say, oh, it's political, so they really don't want to get involved in it, and then they make up these legalistic excuses for not doing their jobs, none of which is acceptable. But we know people have been threatened. Uh, our witnesses have been threatened. People have been intimidated right and left. I wouldn't be surprised if that hadn't happened to some judges, too. So there's not been a single uh, a judge uh, who has listened to a single case. Is that a true statement? No, no. 
That's true. No judge has actually listened to the evidence, and the few that have ruled on anything have done it so fast on purely legalistic grounds, not looking at the evidence, that even if they say, oh, yeah, I looked at the evidence, well, we're talking 270 pages of affidavits, 530 pages of affidavits, and by the way, all the affidavits and evidence, at least of the time of our Supreme Court filing, are uploaded and available for people to look at and download free on the website defendingtherepublic.org or kraken-wood.com or sydneypowell.com. Read the evidence for yourself. There are videos online that show the Dominion activities and other activities that are clearly illegal. Uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's available on Twitter. Educate yourself. Look for yourself. Judge for yourself. Sydney, to what extent is there a healthy system of coordination between um, senators, such as Senator Cruz, for example, or Holly from Missouri, uh, and state senators? I, I just came off a call where I where I saw what it seems to me to be a lack of communication and coordination, and and that yourself and other persons, other persons like yourself. How connected are you all so you're moving as a common force together as one? Well, I think you all are doing a lot to facilitate that, that common goal. I mean, it's been such a short amount of time, and we've been dealing with such a flood of information. Nothing has been as coordinated as it certainly should have been and would have been more effective if it had been. In fact, there have been unnecessary factions, from my perspective, of what to focus on and how to focus on it. But we're, we're where we are now, and I would encourage all of you to start with your bombarding your state legislators tonight because they are the closest to the people, and they should be the ones to decertify or decide to stay their electoral slates tomorrow so it doesn't even get to Congress on the 6th. Um, yeah, I think uh, Rob uh, is going to go over that. If you can, everyone can put your uh, Zoom on, on mute. Uh, Lance, do you have a question uh, for Sydney? Yeah, well, I think these, uh, I'm just curious, and it might not be something, Sydney, which you can address, but uh, the mystery to many of us who are kind of uh, newly engaged with, uh, uh, with the, the, the whole civic process. So I think the whole country's getting an education. Uh, I understand- Yeah, a painful one. It's a painful one, yeah. And I'm mystified at the legislators in the state level that are Republican, that are not moving more aggressively because you would think that they would have an interest in getting reelected. Then I realized that our voices and uh, we as a people have not actually been communicating with them. We've just been trusting that the civic process of election, what's gonna work. So now they're suddenly getting bombarded and they're having an awakening like, oh my gosh, how many people are, exist out there that are, that are upset about this? But why do you think there's only 11 senators uh, standing with Ted Cruz? Why is Josh, why is it that there aren't more senators that are actually engaged with this? Is, do you have a, a, a thought on that? Is that the power of money? And, uh, and the it, it is the yeah, it's the power of money. It's the power of lobbyists. It's the fact that we don't know exactly how long this has been going on. We don't know how many of our Republican officials have been elected by virtue of machine fraud from any of these voting machine companies. We know that in 2019, Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar and four others signed letters expressing 
serious concerns about the vulnerability and problems with the machines. We know that Carolyn Maloney was complaining about it in New York back in 2013. Apparently, the problem has existed far longer than I knew about it. But again, I wasn't political and wasn't paying attention like a lot of us who are out there trying to support our kids and do our jobs and do everything else we're supposed to do and pay our taxes while these people are ripping us off and taking boondoggles to communist China and wind up getting blackmailed as a result of the trip. Uh, you know, we don't know how many are in the pocket of communist China. We know Diane Feinstein had a communist spy for 20 years. We know Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a communist spy. We have no idea how many have infiltrated our universities and politics and everything else, but it's a lot. They're stealing our technology right and left. This is a foreign interference in our election from communist China and Iran, and nobody wants to admit it because it shows how vulnerable we are, how vulnerable we have been, how many government agencies have failed to do their jobs for at least a decade. This isn't the first year this happened. Was it it's Dominion the worst. Was the Dominion software involved? I thought I heard you say once that, that 130 votes were processed by that software uh, when Obama was elected. Is that, was this software being used back then? I'm sorry, you're breaking up, but yes, I'm sure the software was used in 2018, and somebody's given me a massive amount of data we haven't had time to deal with yet, that it was used in 2016 when Hillary won California over Bernie. Uh, my witness told me that Bernie was told about it, and instead of outing it, he sold out. Okay. Um, Sydney, we were talking about coordination. We know that you met with the president, I guess, about two weeks ago. Uh, had had good meeting or meetings with him, and then we read the press where um, you were not allowed to speak to him, et cetera, et cetera. Have you been in touch directly or indirectly, if you can, if you can share with the president as far as potential coordination? Um, I have not been in touch about that. I had a very brief conversation later. Um, uh, he is aware of the fact that people have kept me out. I don't know the reason for that. Jim, uh, when you were, were the language you were using a moment ago uh, was focused on the future elections, uh, obviously based on what has happened in 2020. I, I had a, a bizarre question, uh, and that is, if you're successful, and we pray you are, in proving the illegalities of the 2020 election and maybe others as well, but particularly the, the 2020 presidential election, what? Is, is there anything provided in our Constitution that would address retroactively a president who might have already been installed on January 20th of 2021? If it's later. No, that's that's yeah, that's what concerns me. We have to be able to fix this now. And the inauguration can be postponed if necessary. But the fraud, the fraud cannot um the fraud cannot be allowed to stand now. An inauguration can be legally postponed? Yes, the inauguration can be postponed. It's happened at least once before uh, in, in our history, maybe more than once. Does the current but president- Yes, it's, an, it's a national emergency. Frankly, the foreign interference in the election that we know is documented already by the FBI and the CISA it triggers the president's powers under the election 
infrastructure and other election insecurities or whatever the last executive order 13848 was on the election interference and that allows him to do anything he needs to do it triggers all his national emergency powers so yes the election inauguration and everything could be postponed and the current president remains as president past january 20th yes okay uh, uh, even though it appears that DOJ and FBI have gone dark, do you know, is there any hope that they are doing something and we'll hear something soon as far as the foreign interference with our deep state? Well, if the report I read was correct about Senator Cruz's meeting at the White House that prompted his change of heart, he was briefed by DOJ and by some in the intelligence community, apparently, about the foreign interference and DOJ is starting to do something about it. But there was a lot of uh, domestic interference as well as foreign interference, people no doubt acting as foreign agents here domestically. It's, it's a big widespread problem and it has to be addressed now. We cannot sweep it under the rug again. Okay, and that's where if we can get ten, a 10 day stay on uh, the electorate uh, determination on January 6th, it could help at least expose that to the public and to the uh, Congress if we had a few. Exactly. And that 10 days, frankly, is enough to do a substantial forensic audit in multiple states on multiple machines. We had a plan to do a, a, a fair sampling of them in less than 10 days several weeks ago. And that same plan could be triggered now. I just don't know why keep, people keep stalling on it other than there's massive pressure to ignore all of this and just, you know, quote, move on, end quote, and never have a free country again. Uh, Jim has another question just for all the listeners that are here in this prayer meeting. I mean, one of the things specifically, and you can tell us what else, um, to, to pray against the massive pressure that the, the Lord can move uh, and encounter that pressure against those that are exerting the pressure, which is intimidation, and control to try to silence the truth to come out. Jim? Uh, Sydney, if you could give us in layman's terminology the chief talking points. You've said quite a bit tonight, but if you were to, if you were to be able to arm there, there's seven, almost 8,000 of us on this call right now. Uh, 8,000 screens could be many more people than that. And many more will watch later. If you were to give us three or four talking points that laymen understand and could articulate to other people, what would those be? Well, I'd start with the fact that it was a mathematical impossibility for the things we saw happen on election night to happen. Any person with math expertise or statistical expertise can see that. People identified it from various places across the country, in fact, around the world. I would encourage everybody to look. Never in my lifetime have so many people come forward at great personal risk, loss of their jobs, being harassed, being threatened. A worker in Alabama or Georgia just had five shots fired through the window of her home last night working with Jovan Pulitzer on the ballot issues in Georgia right now. People have taken, patriots have come forward all across this country to stake a, take a stand against this massive fraud. And the bottom line is, if there's nothing to hide, why are they fighting so hard to hide it? 
this is the one country on earth where any election is supposed to be completely transparent, where all the records are required to be kept by federal law. There should be no question about it whatsoever. And any independent person should be able to go and see and count whatever needs to be counted, whether it's on a machine or whether it's paper. But running the same fraudulent ballots back through the same fraudulent machines is not a valid recount. And the fact that they are trying to avoid having any of the machines examined forensically in any other place in Antrim County, Michigan, tells me all I need to know to know that they are hiding massive evidence of fraud that goes a lot farther back and wider than this election and that there's no telling how many people have benefited from it here and around the world, including some Republicans. Your first so what we need to pray for is the truth. We need to pray that the truth comes out, whatever that is, and the chips fall where they have to fall. Uh, Cindy, can you continue with, uh, that's very persuasive, the mathematical impossibilities. And the second one I wrote is, why would you hide it? Why wouldn't it be in everybody's interest to know what the truth is? Any other key talking points you can give to us? Because there's quite a, people, quite a few people writing down what you're saying to use as talking points, Facebook and other, other conversations. Yes, all the thousands of witnesses who have come forward at great personal risk to give their personal testimony of the fraud they've seen and the video evidence of fraud happening in front of our eyes, plus hundreds of thousands of, of quote, mail ballots being brought into the system fraudulently through a freight facility in New York. That doesn't happen when they're real ballots. Mm -hmm. So and, and Dominion shredding everything. I mean, Dominion has been shredding things right and left. Within a week of the election, they shredded thousands of pounds of paper. They moved their offices just across town in Denver and, I believe, elsewhere. The shredding truck pulled up. I don't even know how many thousand pounds were shredded within that first week. And on top of that, they're shredding literally as we speak in Georgia. They started it again the night Jovan Pulitzer testified in front of the Georgia Senate Committee, I think it was, and showed how the machines could be hacked in real time in the runoff election in Georgia. Sydney, we want to thank you so, so much for your time, for all that you've been doing. I know you're, you're very, very busy. Uh, we just want to take one more minute to pray for you, for your legal team, uh, uh, for, the, for the Lord to be with you. Uh, Pam, can you please pray for Sydney? Sure. Lord God, we thank you for Sydney Powell and her entire team as they have tirelessly fought for truth to come out. And God, we pray for her that you would surround her with warring angels. And God, we plead the blood of Jesus over her. And we ask you to minister to her, Lord, and through her. God, we pray that in these next um, few days, Lord, that there would be such a turning. And Lord, you'd give her strategies from heaven. This is a 
a spiritual battle with angels and demons warring over America. And God, we cry out tonight on this prayer call for strategies from heaven to be given to her, the legal team, for our president and his team, Lord God, that you will move mightily. And we thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I can't even imagine the amount of warfare that is, is coming against her, Lord, as she is fighting for righteousness and truth and for the American people. And God, I ask you to give her strength both physically and God, just um, legally, Lord, that you give her such strategies. And we thank you, God. And we thank you ahead of time, Lord, for victory. And Lord, that we are going to see attorney because God, there are multitudes around our country and around the world standing in the gap, crying out for truth. Lord, keep your hand upon Sydney and her team and continue to use them. And I thank you for her, Lord. And I thank you for her team. And Lord, we do declare victory and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you so much. That was, thank you very much. We'll continue to be praying uh, for you and being in touch with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And pray for our president and vice president and for the country as a whole. It's imperative we remain the beacon of freedom for the entire world. Amen. We will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.